Okay, so I want to go over the notes I took when Marquez Brownlee was on the Y Combinator podcast. He was talking about building an audience and other advice he had for creators. If you don't know, he actually has, he owns the one of the most successful tech um, channels on YouTube. And it's he goes by the moniker uh, MKBHD. So the, the interview starts out and they say, they asked him, like, what would you attribute your success to? And he said it's pretty simple. Since he does tech videos, the obvious answer is tech has been more interesting and important for so long. And just being in the tech space for a long period of time has actually helped. He continues to expound on the point on this point that um, something else that also has helped the channel grow and him become more successful is that the channel has its own unique style. Um, and not only does it have its own unique style, but it's been a consistent voice. It's, it's basically only him for the last 10 years. And so right now, at the time I'm recording this, he has something like 8 million subscribers on YouTube. So they're asked, he was asked, hey, was there any particular inflection point? And he's like, no, it's just been consistent growth over a long period of time. Um, and I particularly like the next point he made where he talks about like, you know, people like, oh, you have a YouTube channel. But he doesn't really look at it. That's just a medium for him to um, convey his message. He says, listen, I see my job as a professional user. I just have to use the product to figure out if it's actually useful. Um, so that's a very big dis distinction. Most people say, hey, I'm a YouTuber, or I'm a podcaster, I'm et cetera. But what is the actual service that your content is actually providing? In his sense, yeah, he does tech reviews, but he actually approaches it from the point where my job is to use this and to make sure that I can communicate to other people the benefits of this technology and maybe some of the downsides as well. And then it says, um, if you've watched the channel, uh, he, you know, he used to just start out doing like software reviews, like free software reviews. He'd do screencasts, that kind of stuff. But over time, the MKBHD content has evolved over time and it's guided by his own interests. So currently the breakdown is uh, he's got reviews of smartphones, which is what he's probably w most well known for. Then he started this focus. Uh, then he started this series called Autofocus, which is um, him talking about the technology and electric vehicles. Then he has this new series called the Space Series, which is about how other creatives use their workspace. So not only does he he uh, he makes videos of like their physical workspace, and he talks about like how they organize it for to, to make them most productive. And then the next, uh, he wants a podcast very similar to the one he's on, the Y Combinator podcast, where he can uh, we, he can actually get a chance to talk to other creators. And this next point he makes, I think, is extremely important, and I think a lot of people that. Um, create different forms of media, make a mistake. And he says, I consider tech the star of the show. I inject my own personal perspective because it keeps it interesting, but I try to make tech the main story. The one string that ties all the videos together is it's coming from me. And when I heard him say that, first of all, I thought it was a good idea. And second, I think it's rare. I read an essay by Jason Fried and it's called Down in Front. And he's in that essay, Jason analyzes other, like he's really into cars. So there's a lot of car review um, channels on YouTube and he and in the essay he's like you really need to understand like why people like what people are actually there for meaning why are they watching your videos so he just used an example of the thumbnails most people doing reviews of cars they stand in front of the car they're making the focus about them and he points to one guy that he thinks does a really fantastic job and he's the only one on YouTube where when in his thumbnails he's standing behind the car because he knows that, yeah, you may like my insights, but you're here for the information. You're here for the car first and me second. And I think that's exactly what Marquez is saying here. Um, and then he's just got some advice for creators, which I've heard a lot lately about the, the benefit of being different. He says, listen, you need your own perspective. Don't try to be something else that already exists because then there's not any reason to watch what you're doing 
because it already exists. And advice for how to communicate with the audience. The shortest, most succinct way is usually the best. I found this fascinating because he's he very much came out in the age of social media. But listen to his daily uh, schedule. So he almost has two careers. He's got, a, you know, MKBHD, but he's also a professional ultimate Frisbee player. So his week, his his um, his daily schedule is separated by weekdays and weekends. So weekdays are divided by production and post-production days. Production days are days where I'm filming, editing, and writing. Post-production is stuff like email, strategy, uh, travel, etc. At night, he works. It's it's all like uh, it's practice for ultimate frisbee, working out, that kind of thing. Um, since he does play for the New York Ultimate Frisbee Pro Team. And then weekends are all for playing the actual games of Ultimate Frisbee. And he says, I don't work on weekends and I'm disconnected from the internet. That was really surprising to me. It's probably overall healthy too. Um, He breaks down how uh, MKBHD makes money, the actual company. Uh, They make money on ads from YouTube. They have affiliates for the products they review. They started a merch store slash fashion brand. And his advice for creators is just, listen, just have different ways of supporting the same thing. Um, and then he breaks down his income. About 50% comes from YouTube ads. 20% comes from sponsored ads, like uh, where he's actually doing videos with specific brands. And 10% from affiliates. It doesn't add up to 100%. So I'm, I'm assuming the rest of the, that percentage, the other 20% is his merchandise, but he doesn't explicitly say that. And then he talks about like different ways for creators to, to make money. And you're seeing this where like a, a lot of YouTubers are doing almost like Twitch live streams, but on YouTube platforms so people can get can subscribe to them on a monthly basis, give additional money. They can do donations, stuff like that. And he says, listen, at a certain point, you can ask dedicated viewers to support you directly. But he makes the point that it works best in the following situation. If they really like your work, they won't have a problem with that. This works best if your work isn't common. Again, going back to don't just copy people, come up with your own unique perspective. If what you do is rare, really high effort, or not something you can find somewhere else, people are more likely to, to actually pay you directly and, and want to support what you're doing. And then uh, I'll just close on this because I thought this was fascinating. It just kind of takes his life you know, day by day, week by week, maybe year by year. But he's like, I don't have any long-term goals. So he's asked the question like, that was his, his response. Like, where do you see the, the, your business in 10 years? He's like, well, I don't have any long-term goals. If I was forced to guess what the company looks like in 10 years, I would say it would be more of a media company. It would have multiple YouTube channels, a podcast, and maybe a service that would actually assist other channels with their production. 